1: So I wanted to start about your education because you've said on many occasions before that you never thought you'd get into politics. Yeah, and I know you have a bachelor's in
0: genetics. genetics. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, and I also saw in an interview that you didn't particularly like it either. No, I hated it.
0: But, but like that, like what I was saying to you there, I I find it hard to separate out the course I did from how awful my mental health was at the time, mm. and I was with. I was in a relationship that definitely could have been better. Mm. I'm not going to slander anyone on the, on a podcast. Um, yeah, so it's it's hard for me to separate out what was so awful about it. Like I'm sure the course was actually fine. Um, I definitely never want to spend my life in a lab. Mm. Like that's just people do that, you know, nine to five every day in like these fluorescent lights and. The smell of it and everything, um, the pop genetics is really interesting, mm. like, like so many things. So once you're kind of reading the headlines, you're like, oh, wow, fascinating. But then doing weeks of work to be like, oh, yeah, no, that's not it, actually. Yeah, like, that was my, my fourth year thesis was weeks trying to find out was a certain gene responsible for um, differential milk protein production. And the whole answer was no.
1: Oh my god! No,
0: it's not those few genes. And <laughs> Incorrect. Like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you know, not so much of it. Um, so I didn't love that, but I went on and did a masters in in sustainable agriculture and food security, mm. and I was like. So I remember in my bachelors, looking at the mature students, and they'd be up the front asking questions, and of course I was so cool, so I was like, dweebs. Um, but during my masters, I'd be like. Shh. <laughs> sorry can you repeat that there were people talking I, I, was, I loved it I was so into it I'm like you know asking professors questions be like I don't get this you need to help me get this yeah it was quite I just loved it
1: I loved
0: that course that's a great sign yeah and you think
1: that brought you to where you are now in terms of I know that you're a huge advocate for climate action yes you think obviously studying sustainable agriculture is that where it took you or did it start from a younger age Were you interested in it? I've always, so people ask, um,
0: like, you know, when did you get into this? I've always been an environmentalist and Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've definitely had misguided things where, you know, at eight years old, I'm like, oh, Mom, you you need to sponsor me an acre of rainforest, you know, this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff for Christmas. Just, like, I don't know how functional yeah, or go to? ethical <laughs> those things are now but the sentiment was definitely there I just always wanted to m- save it and be like please let's leave something yeah um but agriculture definitely brought me around to climate action again because well first what it brought me to was the idea of like food sovereignty and se- seed sovereignty and anti-capitalism and then back to climate breakdown. I suppose, you know yourself, where does one end and the other one begins? They're all kind of interlinked, but definitely when talking about climate action, I can't help but thinking about agriculture. You know, some people are really into transport. I can't even read a chapter on transport. I'm like, oh, I know it's important. I just don't care. I can't find it interesting, but land use, I suppose, is like, it's our first and last defense. And not just defense, but it also, has such an impact both positive and negative and to me i don't know how it's not what everyone talks about all the time i'm
1: like yeah
0: well, that agriculture you know but
1: i think as well um farmers and activists have been you know thrown against each other with this and i'm just wondering if like regenerative farming is possible in a just way where it's like a just transition for farmers and they're not just pitted against because a lot of the time they're you know seen as these huge I don't pariahs yeah um, I think
0: regenerative farming is the only just way Yeah. forward in farming like you know farming is one of the few um, areas that is so directly impacted by its own effects hmm. like you know airplanes could keep flying in the sky if it was just a burnt barren wasteland down here but farming would be the first thing to be affected like you see in Ireland it's the first thing affected by flooding, by freezes, by drought, it's always agriculture. And hmm. um, that whole pushing one against the other, I think, and this could be a bit tinfoil hat to me, hmm. but I think that's a very intentionally created storyline because if you talk to farmers, no, there's no real separation between the environment and agriculture. And if you talk to farmers, they know this and they know they're being pitted against environmentalists when really... <laughs> Not to bring it back to it but it is the globalization and commodification of our agriculture that is really the problem here yeah um, and it's hurting both farmers and the environment which is then in turn hurting farmers again and so I do think that regenerative farming is the only way forward but it will have to come with like a strong um, social anti-capitalist narrative because mm. otherwise then we just kind of end up with this weird like old and timey uh, conservation you know clear the people from the land kind mm-hmm. of thing and that's not going to work you know there's definitely a future where things can be awesome I believe it's yeah. still within grasp you know
1: um you obviously still have hope though but I think like looking at sometimes I only got interested in politics when I was interested in helping the environment because, you know, Mm -hmm. they're obviously connected. And I think when you want a systemic change, you have to go from whoever's running the country. Yeah. Um, Were you exposed to, like, the harsh realities or what was unjust within the system when when you joined politics or, like, got involved in it? Or do you think that you were naive before? Or I could be completely wrong that you knew all this before?
0: No, I was definitely... In terms of, like, our electoral process, I was shocked at the extent with, uh, to which the media has control mm. um, in a way that maybe they realize, maybe they don't, but they will decide who gets platformed, who doesn't, who you see relentlessly on the front of newspapers and who you don't. Mm. Um, and that really makes a difference. Like the race I ran in there, there were 17 of us. And I'd say most people could name seven or eight. Mm. Um, and that is purely down to exposure obviously some people were known for other things but even still like it's it's who the media choose to trot out and give these inane articles to and i do understand because speaking to a lot of journalists they say they're well mainly they say they're really tight on time and so they have to react instead of saying okay well i'm going to do an expose of this this and this Mm. um and also you know they're competing for advertising revenue so you'll get these um, you know you get these like election special kind of little booklets mm-hmm. and stuff you have to pay to be in them. Oh. Yeah but they kind of give the impression that it's just like oh here are the six candidates in your ward and the other 12 haven't paid for it because it costs way too much. Oh. Um, or press releases or big ads like they all cost so much and the spending limit for an MEP candidate is 230 grand.
1: What? Oh, my God. I know. So, like, the richer you are, the better chance you have of getting yes, seen. Because the, like,
0: the, the highest correlation there is is between face recognition and votes, which oh. is so depressing. Oh, my God. But God. I, I get it. You see someone enough, you kind of start to think, well, s- several things. You think, well, they've obviously been vetted by other people. Like, the media have decided to give them articles, so there must be something worth saying here. Mm. Um, it's kind of like Emperor's New Closy effect. And then you kind of start to replace face recognition for like knowing them you're kind of like oh yeah sure you see them all the time they yeah. can't be horrendous yeah when in fact they can um that and then what really surprised me is and maybe it's in a good way it's like it, nobody was that impressive like i used to go to these hustings and be like oh my god i would have sweat dripping down my elbows and i'd be so sick with nerves and then you're you're listening to people talk. And you're like, really? You're gonna say that? <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, fine. Um, there's that, and then of course, which wasn't surprising, but it was surprising at how blatant it was. It was like the the overt lies they would tell. Mm. So we'd be at these hustings. So like the environmental pillar would hold a husting. Um, and they'd ask us questions and stuff. And then the next night the farmers would have a hostings. And the next night the women's council would have a hostings. Um, and so we, we, you know, we'd see each other, all the candidates would see each other two or three times a week. And we'd hear people say the total opposite of what they'd just been saying. That like, one night they would like, the environment is more important than anything. And the next night they're like, expanding the beef herd oh is more God. important. That's
1: and they're so just dangerous. standing there. And I'm like, cut out.
0: And everyone else is, like, not blinking. And I'm like, oh, they're lying.
1: Yeah. I suppose it is a popularity contest, though. And it's sort of like a charming facade they have to put on to be liked. Yeah. Do you think that you ever have to lose a part of yourself or maybe skew one of your traits just to increase your likability factor?
0: I have definitely denied that my end goal is, like, no borders anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm like... (laughs) No, I'm not all about no borders. <laughs> um, no, I haven't done that yet.
1: Not yet. We're not, not in that yet. Deep. No.
0: Um, <laughs> I know I've answered questions that people are like, "Oh," like I said, "Oh, I don't know." Yeah. And okay. like,
1: "And you're not allowed," so you have to have an answer for everything,
0: as so. well. Uh, what? <laughs> or I remember talking to. I think it was, Ivan Yates and he was like oh what so you just wait till someone agreed with you agreed with came along you just wait to go into government and I was like yeah and he
1: was like oh
0: alright <laughs> <laughs> okay then yeah because cause they don't talk like people
1: yeah politicians script, don't
0: yeah. answer like people and I understand that because if you were to like <laughs> yeah if you were to directly transcribe what I'm saying now it would be all full of "uh yeah w- what mm. and like you know and there's one journalist in particular who does transcribe it directly I I'm love like,
1: that the cheek it's so good <laughs> I know it's not
0: so good I'm like you made me sound really stupid just finish yes. my sentences for me you know what I meant um and I think politicians get used to speaking in press statements almost mm. um but that whole well that's an interesting question but first let me answer is shocking to see in real life you're like that's
1: not what oh my God, asked you I love it um I also watched uh the prime time obviously iconic moments. yes in irish television yeah you know go on dancing with the stars if you want attention
0: it was like a good first album i will never be able to like i can never go on television again because i was like
1: I one can't. hit wonder it was yeah. so
0: good i can't do that again i can't i can't <laughs> even put myself under the pressure to go on tell you again because everyone's be like what are you gonna say and actually afterwards i found out i found uh like news stations and radio stations particularly ringing me and be like oh would you come on and do a debate with Peter Casey and I'm like no
1: Oh, they want to. I'm not just it, gonna yeah. like
0: become like, <laughs> this weird like shadow boxing <laughs> nonsense like one person had me on just after the election and she didn't actually tell me that Peter Casey was coming on and I was talking about something and she was like oh and now let's hear what Peter Casey has to say and he no. was like he was like um, I think you need to tell your supporters to stop using plastic bottles and I was like Oh <laughs> uh okay okay I'm, I didn't reply I was like Does
1: she want me to like
0: yeah, I'm just not like, gonna come do come on come on do
1: something do your trick yeah I'm just not
0: gonna do <laughs> be that be entertaining yeah
1: <laughs> oh no I was entertained though I must say <laughs> I didn't see it live because I i have never watched primetime in my life I'm like it's on in the house sometimes and then I my mom texts me and she goes there's this girl, there's some the Q on. She's a legend. I think you'd like her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, go on, ma'am. But um, yeah, they're so iconic. I love it. I rewatched it yesterday. I oh, thought it was yeah. amazing. <laughs>
0: no, I'll never be able to do it again. That will be my retirement. do <laughs> no, you not hear what I said, to Peter? Casey? <laughs> well, actually, I am. I do think though that whole Peter Casey thing does show like a huge weakness in our electoral system because mm. he. Is really incoherent. Mm. Um he's not not that you can have a good racist, but he's not even good at it, if mm. you get me. Like his his storylines are muddled, he's inconsistent, he's he rambles. And despite that, like especially with the presidential campaign, like what we were talking about earlier, he was just platformed relentlessly. Relentlessly. Mm. Like if you had an environmentalist that was so incoherent they wouldn't be given a platform oh, at never, all. Yeah. It was pure like, hate bait is what it was. And what I was thinking was like, we're so vulnerable because our media didn't do their job. They didn't say, okay, well, this man is a buffoon. Let's hmm. not platform him. I I was starting to think like, you know, what happens when we have a charming racist? You know, we'll we'll be totally defenseless hmm. because our media is like, oh, let's publish uncritically the fact that Peter Casey wants to go back to the pump. Like yeah. Nonsense. Or that Peter Casey has some awful view on Travellers. Like, let's just publish that and see what happens. It's like, you know, we are defenseless in that mm. way. So, and I, I, like, I can't go against someone charming. I'd be <laughs> like, oh, that is a good point.
1: <laughs> like, you know. I, s- I think um, being a woman especially... In politics is harder because men have this kind of overpowering um dominance and sort of they think they're more authoritative than a woman mm-hmm. and you think that's really apparent because I know from being in school I ran for a head girl which is like the closest I get to running <laughs> for politics but I did have to put on not sort of like because men would put on this charming like I can look after everyone yeah but women it's like I'm the nurturing carer and I understand people's emotions yeah. that's the kind of, because otherwise you're a bitch. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but it got me where I where yeah. I wanted to. And um, me and the head boy butted heads a lot. Yeah. Like, I actually had to take the whole year out. Oh, I no. literally didn't go in school for the whole year. And um, my parents had to go in about him bullying me and stuff. <laughs> it was awful. And now, so then, anything I'd be close to politics, I'd be like, I'm just frightened of yeah. that happening again. So do you think, like, situations like that are prominent in politics
0: yes and you see women in politics ones i've interacted with kind of one to one especially like if we're you know interacting with a camera or a panel or something they're like tight and defensive and yeah. ready to you know make sure that everyone thinks they're kind of like like teacher-like almost in, in how capable and competent they are Whereas men you know I was just so confident. Um, My brother was saying, like, at at the beginning, you know, things like hate mail used to upset me so much. Mm. I'd be like, this person says they're never going to vote green again. (laughs) And they said they voted green for 20 years, which I've learned is a total lie. And if the amount of people who said, I voted green until you actually voted green, they'd be like 80 green TDs. (laughs) Um, But... I'll still and the most annoying ones like I don't you'll read the first paragraph are these emails you'll get that start off with like I don't mean to sound rude in this
1: oh yeah and then Makes they go sense, on but.
0: to list off how that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard anyone say you you look like an absolute bimbo and by the end they're like I hope to never see your face again you're an absolute disgrace to your parents blah blah and you're a <coughs> baby killer like,
1: oh i love it they yeah, always say
0: yeah. but like you can tell them getting angrier and angrier and i always think like so <laughs> these people or you can get the ones who are straight up like i hope you fucking die you fucking bitch yeah i like, think at home and they're like is their partner being like oh are you coming to bed and they're like hold on dear <laughs> like and they, you know like I have, to, I have to write a long long bitchy violent email to somebody i don't who are you like who are you one guy recently was basically like you're so stupid you need to read Jordan Peterson oh, yeah. oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, oh my like, god yeah. what <laughs> I literally that don't click to my head there what I, well as
0: soon as he said I was like okay right um, but it ended in this like this really weird flex it was like and if you can't afford it I'll buy the books for oh, you here's my number well, I and it. I was
1: like uh, okay. here's my yeah. number I'll send you a check for that book <laughs> that you need so much several books it was like 10 books, I'm like, hmm, 10? Oh, it was, it was so I, weird. I had a Jordan Peterson book in my room once because I hadn't a, I, any idea who he was. was, like two years ago or something. And um, <laughs> my dad came into my room and he was like, Keelan, why are you reading that? And I was like, what? What's wrong? And he just like showed me a video. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, there's so much hype around him. I don't know. It was obviously just a phase.
0: A friend of mine was even like, you know, actually, Jordan Peterson and this. Comes up at Christmas in the pub every year because everyone comes home. You should actually give Jordan Peterson a chance, and then all of a sudden, two drinks later, this person who you knew is telling you how men need to eat meat because of testosterone, uh, something, something, dominant species, something, something, the brain. Mm, testosterone. It's like so
1: you're you are slaughtering the cows yourself personally. You're running after them, and but whatever on no <laughs>
0: level doesn't make sense. Yeah. You're like
1: yeah okay Jordan Peterson ah uh, sure I understand the controversial opinions thing to catch people's eye and then it just takes it too far they're ridiculous I know yeah like did
0: you ever hear one about uh, how humans share like a serotonin nervous a serotonin based nervous system with lobsters and male lobsters are dominant <laughs> therefore because we have the same type of nervous system or something human men are dominant whatever anyway <laughs> I was reading bits of this um, written by like some professor in the nervous system, or something like that. And they were like, all nervous systems, bar like eight different animals, are based on serotonin in a way. Like, this is just not a thing. And I'm like, he just sticks together these kind of sciencey sounding things, mm. and
1: people buy it. It's so scary. It's so, like people like so Trump, total fascists, who are just so put on pedestals. And I, I just find it really worrying. I suppose, though, m- when my generation has grown up, I don't think we'll be the same.
0: I'm not sure if you worried know. or not. Keenan, I would be worried because I would have thought, I'm not that much older than you. No. What are you? What are you? 22. 22. I'm seven years older than you. Okay. We're a half generation apart. <laughs> um, I thought my generation would be safe from it. Some of the stuff I hear from friends of mine, I'm like, whoa. Oh, okay. Facebook is a swamp. Oh. Too many people, I think are on Facebook or we don't have Facebook literacy classes um and so you know you see a video about these like you know uh, hordes of black men and you're like oh that is pretty scary I better click in and then like two clicks down and you're reading about how women need to be subjugated to men and also white supremacy and also eat meat and climate change is a hoax. Here have a crystal and chemtrail. There's a whole cluster of these conspiracy theories that yeah. are all linked together, which is really interesting, I think, is they move in like a constellation. So and they there's then stuff I agree with, they're like, Oh, public banking, chemtrails. Um, <laughs> no fluoride in the water, uh, the great replacement. And you're like, hmm you're you're nodding along and then you're yeah. like, No, no. Yeah, yeah. But no, I wouldn't be that not worried. Oh. I would be slightly Oh, worried. fantastic. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Because Um, I I think it needs active resistance to it in a way we don't have yet. Like in ACL, over this whole emergency accommodation thing, Mm. I have heard people tell me, people have told me, um, that I'm virtue signalling. And this is a phrase though I've never heard anyone in ACL use, Mm -hmm. but it's like these phrases like virtue signalling, elite media, (coughs) these bogus asylum seekers, but it's very particular language. And all of a sudden, people are you, People I would have just created by the media, or what is it? It's like they they come. They're the precursor to you joining the national party. Oh, okay. You know this kind of way. Mm. It's like this virtue signaling is you know apparently you'd be a big virtue signaller is doing something just to show you're doing something good as opposed to actually wanting to do something.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But it but it's a total. Um, it's a total red flag when someone says virtue signaling, you're like, oh, okay, okay. So it's, it's an insult. Uh, it's not so much an insult as it's trying to undermine anything. So if you talk oh, about like okay. the climate needing to be halted before we're all like incinerated, mm. people are like, oh, you're virtue signaling. It's like, or I am being a sane human. Oh,
1: so it's, it's like you're not being genuine. Certainly. yeah okay yeah so
0: so then of course nobody can be genuine because if you're genuine to do something good you're virtue signaling
1: oh my god you yeah. can never be right yeah but i suppose politicians are the punching bag of society they are yeah
0: And I, nobody loves punching a politician more than me <laughs> except when people get on to me I'm like, oh,
1: but yeah but not. you do it in the comfort of your own home yeah well also like sending the emails you know oh don't twitter ru- don't ruin the planet please that yeah. sort of thing Leo Varadkar text me back. Yeah. That's what I was doing.
0: Answer your phone, (laughs) Leo. Answer me.
1: Oh, my God. I remember I texted him so much when I was really active. When I lived in Dublin, I was so active. in like going to every strike on Friday. Mm. And you know when you start out, you're so hopeful because so many people are involved. And I was like, surely something will be sorted out soon. And then a few months went down. And I was like, nothing. I was like, what? I was really confused because I don't understand how politics works at all. So it's just like, we do this, A equals B. Um... You know, stuff will be sorted out. Yeah. Um, probably naive of me. So then I'm doing the emails. You know, Richard Bruton, come on. And then the after drilling mm-hmm. was granted. And then I was getting confused. And then Leah Radker shows. My te- friend texts me. He was at this um, queer rave. Texts me, Leah Radker's here. And I was like, please get a photo. Got sent a picture. Lear Radker, <laughs> thumbs up with my mate. And I was just like, text me back. Yeah, and I, you, I can see you're not it was, busy. It was a climate strike that day. And then he went to, uh, what concert was he at?
0: Oh, he was at Lizzo. I was sickened. Oh, my God. I couldn't get God. tickets
1: out of Oh, my God.
0: I hated it. Yeah. So annoying. And I suppose with Fine because it is hard to understand. You're like, lads, this is your future too. Mm. It is a pure ideological commitment to private business over anything
1: else. That is so scary. And you, you just
0: have to, because I don't think we'll ever understand it, so we just have to accept it and be like, mm. right, this is the fight, is convincing. Like, I'm, I'm convinced now, I, I change my mind every few months, but I'm convinced the fight now is to convince the 99% mm. that solidarity is in our interests. because that's really what has been, I think, eroded so effectively. Is that everyone is just out for themselves, and we've almost forgotten what a strong community can do? Mm. Um, how to do that? I've no idea.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, I've <have> no great <laughs> secret.
0: Like the TED talks like buy my book to find out. <laughs> yeah,
1: to be continued. Yeah. Um. So I sometimes go on to talk about. I'm like the young one, the young hip one that talks about climate change in. Um, <laughs> I don't know privatized media st- one that's produced mm-hmm. so like real radio because yeah. usually I'm just on you know people's social media so I can curse and yeah. you know be myself but then there's like a producer I'm sweating you know there's actual yeah. mics and stuff anyway so I was on today fm the presenter comes out to me and goes oh, yeah you're on today's show you're one of the climate change believers grand yeah get in there and i was like "But two men talking about rugby you know oh, but i suppose that was a good i think that's a positive Place to be in because you're kind. Maybe you're getting listeners that might not listen to you before. Yeah. You know because you can be yeah. in an echo chamber because all my followers obviously agree with me. Yeah. So um,
0: no, every new area <laughs> bringing it up, yeah. I think, is worth it. Like I think if the GAA could get on board with needing to talk about climate change, mm. it could be fixed in a year in yeah. Ireland. Yeah. Um, so no, every new because even today on the way up, I stopped into a petrol station and I was like, "Do you have any vegan sausages?" And they were like. I just sold. Now, obviously, they only cooked one that day, mm. but a year ago they'd have been like, Pfft, no.
1: Yeah, it was just tofu. Like, are they? I've never had one yet, and I love sausage rolls. Oh, I had. Uh, which one did you go into? It was like a a sindra. Oh, they do. Uh, I think like it's like fried mushrooms and pastry.
0: It's fine for me. <laughs> yeah, pastry. it's delicious.
1: It's so good. Um, Yeah, the vegan sausage roll game. It's g- amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, but
0: even like, so mum was vegetarian until I was I'd say about 12 or 13 mm. um, and then we'd only have meat maybe once or twice a week and then I've been on and off vegetarian forever and the like I'm not into meat substitutes so much mm. um, neither do I but they've improved so much
1: oh so good
0: like even uh, there's Kelly's do white pudding have you uh,
1: no no it's amazing I'm like
0: it tastes so good. I'm like, maybe this isn't vegetarian at all. And they're just lying because none of us were ever going to get it tested.
1: <laughs> that happened in America and Burger King had vegan oh, burgers what? and they were sending people real burgers. Cause you know, the impossible burger tastes yeah. like real meat. So they I were sending them to people. I've had it. It's insane. So good. Like I, I was, it was going down my elbows. Like I was eating it so fast. Oh my God. Yeah. But it's terrible for you. I'm sure like so processed. When sure. you're eating
0: a burger, you're not doing it for the yeah, health yeah.
1: benefit. sure, fuck it. But then that's people's argument. They're like, you're vegan and you're having something that's bad for you? Well, How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but People like, are so
0: concerned with your health.
1: It's I like, know. I'll be fine. But it's a, a defense mechanism, I'm sure, because they're like... Oh, totally. Because
0: yeah. anyone who has vegan food knows that everything is just deep fried pastry. Oh, yeah. With, like, something in it. <laughs> Vegetables in it.
1: Um, I suppose, like, I know, because I'm on the internet a lot well I'm on Instagram I'm never on Twitter because I I,
0: love
1: Twitter. F- I hate it it's so negative
0: it is so negative compared to Instagram like my
1: dad's broadcaster and anytime he's on Twitter like he's on his phone during dinner and I'm like what is it now he's like oh I was just called a cl- classic ski bag it's very good like he loves the fights and he like retweets someone called him an incel as well <laughs> and he was like retweet amazing I'm like that is not something I want to get involved in but I'm on I- like on Instagram a lot so I get like messages from people um, you know <laughs> you said you want to save the world, you're, what are you on your phone? What does the phone use? Fossil fuels. Like these ac-
0: are
1: actual aspects. real life people that this is their arguments. And it's like, yeah, obviously I want to save the world too, but why aren't you you know, out striking in China and Bangladesh where it matters? It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'll get a plane over right now to please you.
0: The idea that you have to be wearing a loincloth that you made out of moss, you scraped off a wall of mm. your cave in order to say things should be better is ridiculous. I remember t- I was uh, tweeting about how Apple should pay its taxes because yeah. it should. And a load of the young is like, "What oh, is he owning me. And they were, like, uh, taking a screenshot and then, like, uh, tweeted with on an iPhone or Twitter for iPhone <laughs> and all being like, hmm, yet you, you say they should pay their tax, yet you use one of their products. And I'm like, <laughs> they should still pay their tax. Just because I buy... Anything that doesn't mean I'm like, ah, oh, because I purchased this, you should be exempt of tax. Mm. And it's just the most inane, I hate to say it, dumb ass gotcha yeah. that there is. It's like, uh-huh, you use paper, but you don't think widespread deforestation for profit is a good thing. It's like, <laughs> no, I don't think that. Like, I exist, though. Mm. And it's, it, there's no fighting with that except for, like...
1: <laughs> I get... um. Anytime I try to talk about, you know, register to vote and vote green, uh, people always say, well, we're not going to make a difference because they're so small. Why don't we, you know, attack China? Yeah. And I've obviously, I get like OCD about things that I get defensive about, so I have to do loads of research mm. on it. And uh, there's studies done that when they did a carbon footprint per person, mm. um, China is like one of the lowest and oh, America the so. highest. And it's just because obviously Ch- China has the highest population, mm-hmm. but also a lot of their emissions come from the western world because we're manufacturing over there so what what is a way that Ireland can make a difference if we did you know put climate action into place and uh, implemented all these things would it make a huge difference do you think or are people correct in saying like if Ireland changed nothing would happen
0: I I don't even think I don't think there's any weight in that argument at all because it's like okay fine well then why don't we just pick five million random people in China and tell them that they don't have to do anything because we have so such high emissions per person we just leave them mm. like out of five any arbitrary five million people in the world five million Irish people have higher emissions probably mm. perfectly, whatever the states um, and so it's just like, it's, it's just ridiculous like okay well because there's more than five million people in the world none of us should try like every country can say that every yeah. country can say oh sure we're only whatever 300 million we're only whatever 600 million people um, and also like we can't legislate for China mm. so we just have to do what we can like if a toddler said to you I'm not gonna clean up uh, my toys because
1: it's like not doing because the dishes my, cause they're gonna get dirty again yeah but it's like you have to eat off them
0: yeah or because the dog hasn't done its dishes or because uh, it, it, it's just such a ridiculous argument. Mm. You would never use it. I'm not going to wash my clothes because there are other clothes dirty. Yeah. Like it, it's stupid. Mm. Um, I think Ireland's biggest impact will come from agricultural change. Okay. Um, and land use change. Yeah. Like I think that's where we have, because we have a, have we what 0.3 3% of the world's peat oil or something like that? Mm. I don't have the figures. I should have studied. <laughs> um, But, you know, we do have a lot of high carbon soil Mm. and our emissions from our livestock are really high.
1: Yeah, from the slurry, methane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every time I read into it, I'm like, oh, God, it's getting worse. Yeah,
0: you know, and then also we are like looking to import frack gas. Yeah. So there's loads we can do. And I think that whole we shouldn't do anything because other people exist Mm. is a non-argument like it, it came up recently with immigration in Ackle one woman was like you know if they're fleeing war and stuff that's fine but these are economic migrants I'm like okay well first of all these are people seeking asylum so we can't make that judgement mm. and second of all maybe I won't say your name if you didn't buy clothes made by slave wages mm. by these people or if you didn't uh be complicit in a system whereby their country is just used for extraction of wealth all the time or if you didn't vote for people who are totally fine in facilitating huge tax evasion from poorer countries mm. then maybe they wouldn't need to be economic migrants mm. like it's our fault you know yeah. that people leave what, like why aren't you advocating for a global minimum wage instead of being like i just i'm worried that Need to say, I had no friends in Africa. (laughs)
1: Um, I know that that has been a huge shock to me, about the migrants, people actually voting for them to die in in the cabins that they come over in. I thought, I I don't know, for some reason, like I only kind of pay attention when it's about the environment, but then when other things come up, I'm actually in awe of the amount of ignorance with people. So is there any way that you can feel positive about it because I just have to like shut it out but obviously it's your job so you have to be faced with ignorance
0: oh, I constantly. Never, I never feel positive about it. I am constantly like we're doomed like just even in the car on the way up I was like Jeremy Corbyn literally was like look this is the NHS trade deal mm. that Boris has been looking at yeah. and everyone's like yeah but would he really sell it Jeremy and we still haven't talked about your anti-Semitism yeah, and I'm not I- undermining anything to do with that but he has
1: apologized and apologized and Boris is overtly a racist as well Overtly, yeah and everyone's like yeah and it's like oh but that's just him it's so charming
0: <laughs> and it's this what we were talking about earlier is this commitment to extraction of profit mm. and like that I, you know I have no idea what the rationale for the Finnegalers vote was um, apart from just being horrible and mm. hating poor people I I have no idea um, I can't even imagine
1: yeah
0: and I do get down often about it yeah I'm like we are doomed um but then I figure people probably always thought that like it must you know if you go back in 50 year chunks Hmm. was there ever a time where people like oh this is great I get so envious of people you know you look at people who people you know people you love yeah who just live in this like, bliss, mm. this kind of blissful unawareness. And they're like, yeah, we're flying to Cancun for Christmas. And then we're going back and I'm going shopping to Glasgow before yeah, Christmas. And yeah. I'm like, I'm so happy. For <laughs> <this."> <laughs> and also, please don't. But like this, there are people out there who live in bliss. Mm. And I look at them and I'm like, wow. That mo- I can't even imagine what it feels like. Um, I don't know how to stay positive. I suppose you just keep at it. And some days you're no. I'm a terribly moody person, so some days I like lie on the couch and be like, "I'm not getting up. I hate everyone. <laughs> May the apocalypse be speedy." Like, and, and then other days I'm like, "Yeah, we got this. Woo!" Yeah. I have no evil, even uh, kind of tilt on this. I'm always like,
1: "Woo!" <laughs> yeah. I suppose when I um get comments from people maybe who are a bit more ignorant than I am. I take it as sometimes, depending on my you know, mood that day or anything else that's affecting my mood, um, it will influence how I react to it too. You know, so I could take it as a chance of education because sometimes I talk about, you know, uh, I'm anti-fast fashion, that's Mm -hmm. like my thing. So I talk about how it's slave labour and then also influencers promoting fast fashion houses and mm-hmm. then they're like girl power you know and I just yeah. think it's totally uh, it's total hypocrisy I can't stand it so like, I talk about that all the time and then they can't under, they can't put the two together yeah. and they're, they're saying like how can you say I'm anti-feminist how, how dare you call yeah. me that and then I say well it's also that and you're, you're exploitative of you know less developed countries so it's also racism too yeah. and th- then it blows up people are like how dare you call me racist and I was like no 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 it's like it's racism but you're not a racist Yeah. but that's what it is because we're exploiting them Yeah. and um, I just can't, Like sometimes I just run out of steam mm-hmm. and then I think well maybe it's not worth my breath and do you think that sometimes you just have to quit or do you think that I should keep going oh yeah no you can't quit and I yeah. don't think you not would not quit in general but like with that person
0: it's hard to tell mm. like definitely some people you know you have arguments with and you leave and you're like well, I'm on my enemies list mm. and then all of a sudden two years later they're on side with you mm. and you're like it's sometimes people have never been exposed to these ideas and it, of course it's easy to react to me like wait are you saying my whole life <laughs> is built upon unimaginable suffering and cruelty mm. um, and environmental breakdown it's a really hard thing to like just be like oh okay in you know a couple of seconds you have to you have to sometimes, like I've done it myself, think about things, and over a few months, it's like stuff changes inside you, and then other people just do not want to know. Mm. Um, but I think you should keep talking about it because, like, yeah, you'll judge, you know, every every person's different. Um, and some people you just have to leave it mm. and then come back to it a few months later. It depends how close you are to them. Or you could be like these. <laughs> men that get onto people like, you need to educate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I like link them a load of articles. Because yeah. um, ev- everyone reacts differently. Like, What I do get hope from is how much things have changed in two years. Mm. And I'm like, now if we could just do that again, but like a hundred times more
1: mm.
0: in two years, um, then it would be great. But...
1: I think it's because the media gets bored, though. They need a new headline. Like, climate action mm. was the forefront for I think so long when I started out and now it's kind of we're talking about other things when it's still not sorted out yet and then I think that I'm it's like gaslighting me as a person because I you get this it's like feigned um solution it's like hasn't actually happened and you're thinking because no one's talking about it that it's gone away yeah and it's so worrying and then I had the girls over yesterday painting our placards and they're like it's annoying because I don't realize obviously when I'm on my phone there's 30, over 30,000 people that follow me, you know, being like, go you, you're doing yeah. amazing. So I think in my head, all of these people care, it's fantastic. And then there's these girls in the environmental society who are like, the whole college don't care. Like, no one yeah. cares at all. We're trying to get rid of the, like, they're trying to get rid of cups in the cafe. Like, that's literally something that should have been done already. Yeah. And th- the cafe are just like, no, like, yeah. no, we won't do it.
0: And, and this is why, like, I've tried to get... um a few GAA players to talk about it because mm. I, I don't quite know what it is, but it feels like, so if a male footballer started talking about it, mm. it's not like he would you know release new research or this, that, and the other, but it's the permission it gives for people who idolise him to care. Yeah, um, And I think, like you see it in the US, especially around racism, you see uh, celebrities talking up about it. Mm. And I do think it has a, an effect in terms of just opening up those spaces conversation-wise mm. um, and normalising it so it's not you one-on-one on your phone. It's these people who have enormous platforms and who have such power. Like, I was talking to one male footballer and I was like, just, just talk about it. Because he was like, oh, I don't know much about it. You know. And I was like, talk about that talk about how you're worried for your two little babies and if you're not you should be um you know talk about that and he just he didn't feel comfortable I was like come oh, on oh, please I like know. the permission it would give so many people mm. who don't care to be like oh wait a second maybe that's not just you know crazy sirsha yeah banging on about something because you do then also like I'm sure you get it as well. you're like oh, I'm the biggest nag
1: I know I know
0: and yeah. like like that one girl was talking about going to Glasgow shopping for Christmas and I didn't say anything because it's like she would just get defensive mm. i like you you what do you say all oh, right <laughs> you know people people amazing, still have yeah. their lives and and I, you're not going to make people feel bad feel bad out of doing it you have to make people feel empowered not to do it mm. i suppose yeah um and N- nagging from a small platform, I think, only gets you so far. Mm. Like it, it'll have to come from every direction. Um, but it's it's remarkable how slow Ireland is with it. Mm. Like when I, you know, because like that, I go on Twitter and I'm like, all people agree with me. Oh my God, it's yeah. done. Like, and you're scrolling, you're like, yep, yep, yep. Vote Corbyn. Vote Bernie. Save the environment. Yeah, yeah. done. And then. And then you, you're talking to people who have never even heard of the Green New Deal mm. or who have never even heard of, I don't know, or have never even like read, okay, what does you know, Antarctic melting look like for us? Mm. <laughs> or like Greenland melting. Um, and y- when you talk to those people, you're like, oh, my God. Okay, wow, all right, you don't know.
1: And then where do you go?
0: So, we, I don't know why, what I even started talking about, but it will, it will come from all sides anyway. Yeah,
1: I think um, my boyfriend's a little social experiment for me. <laughs> we, started going out, we started going out like a year ago, and obviously I was very act, active online about the environment. Um, so, he was kind of just like, I think, pretending to know stuff about it, Yay. probably. so. To, but then uh, we started going out for a few weeks, and all of a sudden he like went vegetarian. But then if his friends asked, did you go vegetarian Keelan? he'd be like, no, 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 of course not. I was vegetarian before that. <laughs> and, um, but then, like, now we've obviously, we live together. So a lot of our house is like, clean out the recycling. Mm-hmm. He's, his job is the bins. Like, he's very aware. Um, we try to reduce the plastic as much as possible. And then also, he's a DJ. So he runs nights called Rave the Planet. And then also brought out, like, a line of organic cotton t-shirts. And it was, like, very... Yeah. Um, transparent about where they came from and the ethics of them Mm -hmm. and like explaining organic and the difference um and then he has friends who are also djs and he thought he was doing class as well because those people were buying them being like this is amazing and then his dj friends also boys were like yeah i'm making this like uh, nylon tracksuit in china um to have my name on it and then coley just explained like how that's bad he goes oh is this keelan talking is it yeah you know so there is still that mentality of just like, that's so uncool of you to care about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then afterward, like Holly explained, and he ended up apologising after, like the friends. So I think it does work, and it's just a different point of view to have. And obviously, people are getting attacked for general, generalising yeah. um, sports players. Yeah. You know? yeah. But um, I think if they did talk about it, It would make a huge difference
0: in ireland it would make an enormous difference yeah like enormous yeah and i also understand you know i know there's a good few players on the dublin team who are really good about um uh harm reduction and drug use and stuff like that Mm. and i understand you can't care about everything Mm. um and i am totally behind which which is why we need solidarity because there's a lot of players then who don't have any project Mm. who don't have anything they love or are into Um, So I wouldn't say everyone needs to, Mm. but if everyone just had one thing they cared about and everyone else was like, oh, I'm behind you on that, then
1: we'd be be perfect. I know. Um, I always think, like I write, I have dreams and then I write them on my phone in the morning and I had a dream the other day about my utopia and it was that there was no leaders because everyone had good morals. Yeah. uh, Anarchy. uh, Yeah so and then I was thinking about it all day and I was like oh my god we can never live in this world because some people genuinely don't have like good thoughts or like good ideas. Oh, but
0: they're in such the minority like so I used to work at a, a fishing lodge where really 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 rich people would go mm. and like these people would be oh yes you know I'm Head of operations for a caterpillar, caterpillar drilling, or I, you know, run one of the largest gold mining companies in the world, or I brought Monsanto to Southeast Asia, and I'm like, oh great, um. But one to one, they're all lovely, mm. like with the you know the usual uh, margin of error, um. But most people are good. I think I think I don't know. I think there are very few people who are like I'm a. Mm. bad thoughts like you might be misguided or maybe have placed your morals somewhere else or you know have placed earning money above other things but I think most people do want to be good Mm. like I so this is one thing I I always struggle with is I don't think I believe in electoral politics Mm. and like I, I do think we should live in some sort of awesome you know anarcho-syndicalist kind of eco-socialist utopia mm. um, and I've always you know the whole argument is well participating in politics reinforces the idea that that's where the power is yeah but the way I've been thinking about it and maybe I'm just trying to like justify my own fierce ambition and wanting to be Tisha <laughs> um, but the way I think about it is like we've gone so far and where so many people don't even think they have the power or want the power. Um, I think at this moment in time we do need a state as a bulwark against enormous companies because we've never had companies so big Mm. and if if states just vanished while we were still using cash for instance, money, Mm. well it's just a different form of power you know we still don't have the power. Mm. It's just we have no, I suppose, legal or political kind of defense against Mm. these companies. Um, So it's a long-term kind of hope, I would hope, for like really dispersed devolved community, kind of community-led decision-making. But I think we're quite far away from it yet.
1: Yeah, But But I
0: think when it does happen, though, I do honestly believe that like, most people are want to get along and want to get along with their community and mm. the people around them and don't want to be awful people.
1: Yeah. And um, what do you think um, the steps we'd have to make towards like a more eco-socialist society? <sighs>
0: <laughs> the steps
1: we'd have to take. Or even just what, what you, do you want to see with climate action?
0: I would want to see... <coughs> You see, because obviously we're not just going to um, replace fossil fuel energy for renewables one for one. Like We will need mm. enormous reductions, like huge reductions. And so I'd like to see climate action kind of mainstreamed into all town and rural planning. Mm. So you look at it from a health and safety point of view and then you're like, OK, and climate action, does this make it better or worse? Will one extra person need to drive a car here or would, is this another person who can cycle or walk? I would love to see our emissions get to net zero by 2030, mm. if it had to be that late. <coughs> I would love to see our food system, um, you know, and, and it's so hard to say because so many racists have kind of co-opted the term, but like reverse the globalisation process. So we fed the people of Ireland everything we needed. Okay. Yeah. Um. as opposed to shipping like 85% of our produce around the world and then importing an enormous amount of food mm. I would love to see the rights of nature brought in mm. so that well like cause it's almost go, it's going the opposite way it feels like um, but that environmental features I suppose had their own right to exist and had their own um cycles and everything protected by law Mm. and then i would love to see enforcement of the laws we already have environmentally and then the ones that are going to be brought in because i think that's a huge amount of the problem yeah like we see but there's always dumping there's always um people cheating on emissions there's always everything oh yeah and also like no private planes ban 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 (laughs) ban and and like instead of frequent flyer points you get frequent flyer fines, mm. obviously yeah. i don't know how that's <laughs> not a thing it's like oh the Richie well i do know how that's a thing obviously. <laughs> um but i think you know those few steps first yeah we get us so far and mm. um, also like you know 60 percent of the oceans of the world being protected no fishing enforced because you know we do have a lot of protected areas that are still fished in mm. um so it's enforcement and it's also kind of litigating against. So because then you have this thing where you could say, OK, well, let's make it. Let's just fine people if they release extra carbon or let's just fine people if they pollute. But like, no, throw them in jail. Mm. Don't make it a thing that the bigger you are, the more you can afford to, fl- you know, flout the law. Just mm. And then also, like, I'm like, okay, yes. Then in our utopias, there'd be no prisons. But <laughs> until there is no prisons, mm. I want them to be stuffed yeah. full of <laughs> like environmental criminals, I suppose. Yeah. Of which there are loads in Ireland already. Mm. Um. But there are definitely steps we could take. Yeah. Toward it.
1: Um, do you have any advice for someone who might not be interested in politics? I think a lot of people who follow me just got into environmentalism because I was talking about it, in were like a I don't know, relatable way. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for someone like that who might not know about anything or might not even vote uh, what they can do to help with like the planet? Plant trees.
0: Yeah,
1: if
0: you can. Native trees. Native (laughs) trees in not boggy land. Um, Yeah. What can you do? Grow your own food, be conscious of what you buy register to vote and just do it even if you are an anarchist like if if noam chomsky can tell people to vote for hillary clinton you can vote yeah um yeah and talk like i keep saying this people talk to your family about it talk to your friends about it talk about tax evasion talk about fast fashion talk Mm. about food talk about airlines don't go shopping to New York for Christmas Mm. (laughs) um and keep reading I suppose (coughs) don't be don't let yourself oh I I can't I can't do that it's too it's too much yeah just keep at it because I suppose every extra person that's involved the easier it gets
1: okay
0: I don't know yeah because like (laughs) so I was at a talk up in Fela and do you know Martina Anderson yeah She was at it and, oh, yeah, you were there. I was talking about Mm. this before. And she gave an answer. They were talking about um, Kurdistan. Mm. And she said, you struggle till you die. Mm. And I found that so comforting because I'm like, yeah, this will never end. (laughs) Because like that, in 12 years, it's not going to be some, like, end thing. Yeah. If things do get worse, if we're heading towards 3.2 degrees Celsius, then we're still going to need to fight. Mm. So I suppose maybe take a week or two that person can take a week or two to sit with the fact that this is it mm. forever we'll be fighting this
1: And maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll win okay to leave that on a positive <laughs> uh, note
0: that can be positive that can be like <laughs> this is it this is no it's can be positive no
1: i think i find comfort in knowing that other people are struggling too yeah <laughs> like,
0: and you will till you die yeah oh well here's something comforting Nothing is going to happen to us, climate related, be it we drown in floods, we starve, that mm. isn't already happening to people in the world. Yeah. So there'll be no new human experience, apart from mm. like the terror of realising that species are going extinct.
1: Mm. So that's kind of comforting. Pretty oh grim comfort, aren't they? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my <High five> God. <laughs> <laughs> Instant regret for asking you that yeah. question. Okay. Um, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you on. for having me. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. ChumbaCasino.com. Jumba. No by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts, Or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.